Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. On Faith at Eight, we are in Daughters of Grace, and we are talking about Martha. Martha, Martha. Uh, So Martha is the sister of Lazarus and also the sister of Mary of Bethany, not Mary, Jesus's mom, or Mary Magdalene, Mary of Bethany. How many Marys are there in the Bible? Whole heck of a lot. Um, So Martha, I'm assuming this is not in the Bible that she's the older sister because she's the doer and typically (laughs) that is the older sister. So I'm assuming she's the older sister of Mary and she is also the sister of um, Lazarus Mm -hmm. and Jesus loves this family. Like it is very prevalent throughout the the Bible that Jesus really cared for and loved this family. And that was one thing to, to understand is set that scene is you have mm-hmm. three siblings. Yes. You've got Martha, you've got Mary, you've got Lazarus and Jesus, Lazarus and you, and Jesus loved this family. Yes. And so that also brings a whole nother layer of understanding mm-hmm. who was Martha, who was Mary, um, and, and why the way they acted, um, you know, why was it so, and, and what lessons can we take from it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so a big part of, because you read the different parts, there are stories in multiple parts of the Bible mm-hmm. and they're showing up in different parts. But uh, one that is very focused on is the part where Jesus is at their house. He is there for a meal and Martha is rushing through the house and doing all the things that are needed to do. Um, but she's kind of annoyed that like Mary's like chilling with Jesus. So Martha's running around like, Picking up the dishes, you know, like yeah. sweeping things up, making She's sure everything's very in its place, a. being very type A, like running around and just making sure everything is perfect because my goodness, this is Jesus. Meanwhile, her sister's just hanging out at the feet of Jesus. But Martha sees this whole situation as it needs to look perfect for him. Mm-hmm. Everything needs to be set. Everybody needs to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And then looking at her sister and just being like, why aren't you helping? Yeah. And what's interesting is if we read this, and I actually remember... Um, hearing a sermon on this and the pastor saying like, are you going to be a Martha or are you going to be a Mary? Like, are you going to be running around the house anxious about everything? Worry, worried, like, let me, I'm doing all the things and annoyed at the other person because they're not meeting your expectations. Or are you going to be a Mary and just prioritize sitting at God's feet? And it's interesting because we would all say, oh, I'm the Mary. Oh, I would a hundred percent be the Mary. I would never be the Martha. But if we're really being honest with ourselves, we don't prioritize him in our lives at all now. We oftentimes leave reading God's word and praying and doing anything that is the foundational faith stuff last. Mm-hmm. If we can fit it into our schedule, we we often do actually act more like Martha than Mary. At least I do. Yeah. And I love that this study put in context of Martha was distracted because if mm-hmm. we think of it, you may think, well, I'm not distracted. I'm sitting here trying to clean and make everything perfect. But she was distracted by all the little things that she was missing the greatest gift that was in front of her. And how many times are we distracting ourselves with, I just need to put the laundry in. I just need to do this instead of sitting in the word, Mm -hmm. instead of praying to God. How many times are we getting distracted instead of sitting at Jesus's feet? And this is that, you know what? Let me check in and see where is my heart? Where is it really when God is directly in front of me at all times and I'm choosing to be distracted by the world? Yeah. And we're distracted by so many things uh, in today, today, today's society, or we, 
when I get the, when I get the chance, I'll do this. What what if you don't have a chance? Life is but a vapor. What if your what if your life ends today? Do you feel that you have done the time you've put in the energy to feel confident in your salvation? Mm-hmm. Do you feel confident when you meet God in heaven? He says, or Jesus says, "My good and faithful servant." Not I never knew you. Like, do you have that relationship with him that he'll actually know you by name and know who you are? Um, because oftentimes we put it as like that when I get an opportunity, like, like we have an infinite amount of time to be able to build that relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And I love in the study too, it says his tender and loving words reminded her of her own heart. He had mm-hmm. seen her all along. She was anxious, busy. And concerned about everything, but the one thing that was most important. And so even while she's running around and doing all the things, Jesus sees her. He sees her anxious heart and he's like, just wait. Sitting at my feet and being present is more important than you being busy and anxious in this moment. Yeah. And what's interesting is like I made the the gest, she's she's the type A person. She's definitely the big sister. God made her that way. God Mm -hmm. gave her the gifts of, hey, I want to take care of everyone. And, and it's good to be someone that serves the people around you, but not at the detriment of your relationship with Christ. Yes. And so it is not a, if you were, y'all don't have messy houses, like don't not do your laundry because you will not have clothes to wear. Like, hello. Yes, it is important to get those things done. It is important to do laundry. It is important to have clean underwear. Okay, friends. It is important to have a house that is not disgusting and dirty because then you get bugs. Like it is important to, to take care of your home and be a good steward of your home. It's important to be a good steward of all that you have, but not at the detriment of your relationship with Christ. It is not a matter of doing one or the other. It's a matter of which are you prioritizing first. Mm-hmm. And that's where putting our priorities and understanding, hang on a second, when the world is going crazy and the world is trying to distract me, do I have the ability to stay strong in my foundation? Mm-hmm. Do I have that ability to understand what truly is most important? What am I modeling to my children? If Jesus is sitting right there and I have the opportunity to sit at his feet and yet I'm the one that's being all busy, but then I get upset if my children are running around and ignoring the word, ignoring devotional time, ignoring mm-hmm. you know lessons from God, I can't blame them because what am I modeling to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next time we see Martha is at the at um, Lazarus' death. And you do see her faith there because she asks, like, why weren't you here? And when he says, your brother will live, she, she goes, oh, yeah, in heaven. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, I know that. And he's like, not quite, friend. Um, <laughs> yes, but yes. Yes, but no. And um, but but you see, she is a woman of faith. So it's not that she's not a believer. It's that she just had things not prioritized in the right order. Um, and, and we're prone to this. We are so prone to make the same mistakes that she did. And yet you just, just like she was, we are greatly loved by God. We are greatly loved by Jesus. Like we are going to make mistakes. We are not going to put things in the right order. We are going to misprioritize our day. Uh, But that doesn't make him love us less. And remember, we get to choose each day. Yes. Sometimes we feel like we get in this, this rut and we get to choose through the course of the day. Mm-hmm. If it's two o'clock in the afternoon and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have not done any of my Christian habits. I've just, I am, I've been completely in the, in the world and completely out of the word. I have that choice in the middle of the day to stop and choose again. I have that choice every single day to make it new, to say, hang on a second. I want it to look this way. I have the choice when I am busy to pause and redirect and say, you know what? The house may be a disaster right now, 
but I'm feeling in chaos and I need to sit with God. This will get done. But right now, this reminds us what is most important. Jesus is calling us to sit at his feet. And and sometimes we think like, oh, I have to start my day with Jesus. If not, like I'm a bad Christian or something mm-hmm. like that. And, and I, I will not sit here and pretend. I've thrown a little laundry and they sit down with my Bible. Um, that is just what works for my day. But if you do it a different, it doesn't make it, a, it doesn't make it wrong. And I also, the mm-hmm. habit that I have started doing is when I do feel like I'm in chaos, when I feel like I'm getting real, like I'm yelling at my kids and like their, their sheer breathing is annoying me right now. Like, why do you chew like that? Like, don't you know how to breathe through your nose? Like when I have that, that's not because of them. It's because I have too much going on and I'm feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is the thing. I restart my day right then and there. Mm-hmm. What we do usually is we say, oh, like I'll tomorrow will be a better day. No, today is going to be a better, better day. Yes. And I stop what I'm doing and I take a deep breath and I put on Danny Gilkey's song. This is a new day. And I declare that when that song is over, it is a new day. It is a new day. Everything is fresh. This I'm going to live in this moment. I'm not going to worry about this and that. I'm just going to refresh. When my children are having those moments, I tell them they need to go lay in bed. They need to close their eyes. They need to count to 10. And then they re-wake up with a new attitude because I'm not going to, like, you're not going to spend your whole day whining and crying because something bad happened at 10 a.m. We're going to refresh our day. We're going to restart our day. And we so often, we will get into this busy mode and we feel we're in our busy mode. Yep. But we sit there and go, well, I can't fix it now. I'll have to do it tomorrow. No, no, no. You can fix it right Mm -hmm. now. You can make a better choice right now. You can stop and sit at Jesus's feet right now. You do not have to wait for the sun to set and the sun to rise again. Mm -hmm. Light drop, just that. Exactly. And I think we just get caught up in thinking, I can't, I can't start over. And so then we get lost and we go further into the world. And then we get into those anxious states. We get into, okay, now I need to fill because I'm not feeling well. I need to go to something to help this feeling of anxiety or chaos. And we're not going back to the word. We're not returning Mm -hmm. to God. And that's what we need to do. You know, when he is sitting right in front of us and we are in that anxious state, go sit at his feet. Yeah. And (laughs) It talks a lot about in there how she had an overwhelmed heart and anxious spirit. Mm-hmm. Overwhelm and anxiety are not fruits of the spirit. No. They are fruits of the world, fruit of the world. So when we are noticing that we are not displaying fruit of the spirit, if we're not being joyful, when we're not being gentle, y'all, that's one that always hits me. Like, I'm like realizing like, I am not speaking to my six-year-old in a gentle manner right now. I'm speaking to her in a very annoyed manner. Therefore, I am not connected to the spirit right now and I need to pause and stop this. Um, like when we, when you recognize that, that is your red flag of, I need to lay it. I need to lay this all at his feet. I I am overwhelmed. I am anxious. That is not fruit from him. That is fruit from the world. I need to, I need to stop. I need to pause. I need to lay this at his feet. And I love too, that we see Martha going back to that, that, uh, place where she was in the house and running around like crazy. I love that they pointed out that Martha literally like went to Jesus and was like, I can't believe that Mary is just sitting at your feet while I'm running around doing all of this and cause like goes to Jesus and says this, like pointing at her being like, why isn't she helping me? Look at everything I'm doing. And here she is just sitting at your feet. And Jesus is like, I love you, but she's doing exactly what you should be doing. And how many times do we run around saying, but I'm doing all this stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm, do, I'm checking off all the boxes. I'm doing all the things. And somebody else is just sitting there. And it's like, you're looking at them. 
well, it's because you should be there too. So I love that 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 scene is also set because there's so many times that we want to call somebody else out for not doing what we're doing. But in reality, it's just sit down at his feet as well. Or you see someone that has such peace and you don't get it. You're like, I'm yes. doing all this stuff. And I am yep. so guilty. I have said to my children, you know, mommy has a lot to do today. Mommy has a lot on her plate. I have a lot to do. I don't have time for this. I have to do this, 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 this. And they're sitting there in complete peace like this woman crazy. <laughs> no, why? Because they are not worrying. Why am I going to worry about the to-do list? Uh-huh. Like what does worrying about the to-do list get the to-do list done? Does complaining about the to-do list get the to-do list done? Does like letting everyone else know how long my to-do list it, and it doesn't get me a trophy. It doesn't get me a cookie. It doesn't get me a medal. Like it does nothing but cause me to be annoyed and frustrated. And we need to have childlike faith. Do you know why? Children don't worry about their to-do list and they live with complete joy. And I will say too, that kind of energy makes you want to push away from yes. whatever it is. So when I get in that of, I need to do all this, I'm making myself more important. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember, wait a minute, if I'm making myself more important, I'm now making myself an idol. I'm yes. now pushing that over. So it's, it's, let's take our focus off of, oh, look at me and everything I have to do because look at how grand I am by checking these off the list. Whereas you may be like, well, no, but Jill, I just have to get this all... Stop. Be real honest with yourself. And what would it look like to go to Jesus in those moments of anxiety and say, you know what? I do have this to-do list, but God, every single day gives me ample time and resources to get everything done that he wants me to get done. So am I listening or am I getting distracted? And this is very prevalent in our society. Mm -hmm. So prevalent. Families today are prioritizing things and recognition and achievements and activities over Christ. Mm-hmm. And you see that you see this with, um, I believe this is one of the greatest causes of decline in church because, oh, well, my kid has a softball game mm-hmm. and, and karate classes and, oh, but we have to go on this and we have to do this. And we no longer as a society, as a culture, we are no longer a culture that prioritizes being in church. We no longer prioritize being at church. At, like we are a family that we are at church at all the things we no longer prioritize that now. Does that mean if you miss a church function, you're a bad Christian? No, 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 no. But where is my, where do you prioritize those church functions in your schedule? Mm-hmm. If someone asks me to do something the first Wednesday of the month, I, my answer is always, oh, I'm so sorry. We'll be at church. Mm-hmm. We'll be at church. Um, 21 days of prayer. So sorry. It doesn't matter if my kids have gymnastics. They will not be making gymnastics the next 21 days because we're going to be at church. N- none of those other things matter. Our, my, our, our family being in God's house is a priority and we don't prioritize that anymore at all. Mm-hmm. Well, and I remember having some talks with people when I said I started to go to church or like I would invite them and they're like, well, Sunday's really the only day that I can rest. And for me walking through that, that's where I want to rest. I yeah. want to rest in my father's house, but mm-hmm. I also understand saying, well, we live in a, in a world where you work so hard Monday through Saturday because even on Saturdays, a lot of times it's not rest. Yeah. Like Saturdays, you're, Saturdays you're picking up the pieces, you're doing day. it. And so then it's, okay, on Sunday, that truly is where they're finding rest, but finding rest in the world. Yes. Finding it, let's sleep in or let's, you know, just hang out at home instead of saying, wait a minute, I, I should be finding rest in my father's house. But it's it's opening up your calendar. It's opening up your bank account and saying, what are the priorities in my life right now? Because those Mm -hmm. are the two things that will show you where are your priorities. And if you really want to explore that foundation um, in God and and saying, you know what, what does a life look like that is grounded in God? Look at where those priorities are. Yeah. And 
rest and refuge are not the same thing. When we go to God, when we spend that time with him, we are truly receiving refuge. Mm-hmm. We are not true. Rest. Guys, I got eight hours of sleep. I'm still tired. Like worldly rest means nothing. And, yep. and But I can tell you there have been days where we've had a long day at church and um, been there many, many hours. And I walk out of there so rejuvenated, the fact, despite the fact that my eyes never closed. Yep. Like I never, and, and so there is a difference between a worldly rest and a, a refuge in Christ and, and just sitting and being replenished by God's word and being replenished, but replenished. I can't say that word correctly. I was like, is this an, it's fun. I liked it though. There was yeah. like an extra replenish, tea. you know what I mean? Or replenish either yep. one, but being replenished by God's word and being replenished with worship music that honors God. And that is just singing it out in your house. I find a difference when I am playing worship music all day mm-hmm. and, and how I, how productive or, or how productive I feel just in terms of like, I don't feel worn out at the end of the day. And when I let my kids watch TV in the background while I'm working, I yep. feel a difference in that because of the presence of what I'm, of who I am with while I'm doing the things. And even, you know, science behind that yes. of what you are allowing in your ears, in your eyes, you know, throughout the day, we're the majority water, like God's design is amazing. Mm -hmm. But the words that are spoken, the frequencies that come in, adjust what our cells are doing and can then make us tired, angry, happy, Mm -hmm. healthy, all of that. And so, you know, thinking about God's design that way is so beautiful. Like we were literally designed to flourish around worship and praise and gratitude and, and sitting at God's feet. And I know that I feel much healthier when I put myself in the position of allowing that type of stuff to come into my ears and into my eyes. Yeah. It's kind of like when you read a self-help book or like someone from the world reads and they like tell you something from from it and you're like, yeah, that's in the Bible. But I love that too (laughs) when it does, because you're like, maybe this is, this is God's way of reaching them through that book because that person was like, what? I have to look at this for that. But instead they'll go and a top pick on Amazon or whatever and be like, Hey, so-and-so said, and there's this cute graphic and you're going, you know what? That's actually a biblical princess. Princess. It's a a princess. (laughs) Principal, princess, replenish, replenish, you know, it's new words on faith at eight. Yes. (laughs) Faith at eight isms. But that's the, the the point of like, we also have to be open to where is God working through people? He will mm-hmm. use everything for his goodness, yes. glory. And so when somebody says that, you're like, that's actually in the Bible, like literally do that, but then be so excited and have that conversation. And you've done that to me many times when there's been something that came through and you're like, that's actually in the Bible. My create retreats. This is actually based in biblical principles. You're kidding. Let me go back to my universe talk, please. Yes, you and you. I remember in the beginning saying like, oh, like this is, this is all, this is biblical. And her looking at me like, yeah, okay, crazy Christian girl. And me even saying like, God's really using you. That's actually what Mm -hmm. I said. God is really using you through your great retreats. And she kind of like gave me a smirk, but like, I can't even describe. It's the Jill smirk where she's like, "Mm mm-hmm. I was like, yes, and this is made for everybody. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yes, that's God, God made everybody. <laughs> All right, this is great. I love this. Let's close it out. And then yeah. tomorrow we're going to be talking about Mary. Yes. And you can figure out, half. are you Martha? Are you Mary? What day What day is it today? You know? Yeah. Maybe you're a little change. both. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we faithful creator, we are just so blessed by you. We are in awe of all that you do and how 
Your hand is in everything, Lord. Everything. You've created everything and your hand is in everything and you just give us everything we need. God, oftentimes we do reject what we need for what we want. And we oftentimes reject what the word says for what the world tells us looks good. We oftentimes will prioritize our to-do list, the, 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 the feeling of achievement as we check each item off above the refuge that we find when we're in your presence, Lord. Please forgive us that so often we get it wrong. But despite the fact that we get it wrong all the time, Lord, you are so faithful and there are new mercies every morning. There are new mercies every moment. We get it wrong, but you never give up on us. That when we get it wrong, that mercies we can ask for it the next second, and you will give it to us, Lord. You will replenish us. You will pour out your grace over us, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your unending grace. As we go out through our day, Lord, please reveal to us the moments where we are focusing more on um, our to-do lists, on worldly achievement, on worldly recognition than we are on you. Please reveal the moments when we are complaining about all that we do or seeking recognition for all that we do instead of pointing everyone towards you and showing them what you can do and how you can fit it all into our days, Lord, because when we are focused on you, we have all the time we need for all that you have prepared for us, Lord. Let us seek that today, Lord. Let us seek you in every moment today. Father God, we are so grateful for you, but we are so grateful for your son as well. Thank you for all that you do for us. And it is in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend. And thank you so much for being part of this mission of making heaven crowded. See you tomorrow, friends. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.